welcome to the Which Was Better podcast, where every other week I read a book, watch its Hallmark movie adaptation, and decide which was better, the book or the movie. I'm your host, Lisa, and y'all, it's finally Christmas. Did y'all catch the intro music is now Christmassy? I mean, okay, so it's not technically Christmas. It's the Christmas movie watching season, which if you're new around here, happens in the middle of the year. I mean, seriously, it starts in July. No, I'm just kidding. But we do have movies in July. But no, it starts late October. And yeah, I, this year, I mean, every year I get excited, but this year I've been super pumped for it. And so far this year's um, movies from Hallmark have been so fun. Even the boring ones. (laughs) I think I was just ready for them. And so all of them are fun to me. Um, Side note, my favorite so far is Ghosts of Christmas Always. However. I did also very much enjoy All Saints Christmas. I thought that was hilarious. So um, speaking of those two movies, two podcasts you should be listening to during this Christmas watching season. One is All the Feels podcast. Every season they do a bracket where they pull all the movies that they think are worth watching and they pit them against each other and crown one at the end of the year, like at the end of the movie watching season as the best. So their podcast is All the Feels Pod. I will leave links in the show notes. And also, if you're watching these movies, you should be reading The Hall Remark from Emma. She writes amazing recaps of these movies and they're hilarious. They're heartfelt. They're awesome. So seriously, I'll leave show notes, I'll leave um, all of her information in the show notes as well. So make sure you're following them this holiday season. Um, okay. So let's get down to business here. I mean, what are we like two minutes in and I haven't even talked about what movies, <laughs> what movie and book I'm doing here. Um, Okay, so this week we are talking all things reindeer, aka the Northern Lights of Christmas. I mean, y'all, I can't kick off the holiday season and not cover a Terry Wilson movie adaptation. She's legit the queen of Hallmark movies. Four of her books have been made into Hallmark movies, and she's written two novelizations of Hallmark movies. So hello, queen of Hallmark. Thank you. But let's do a quick summary of the book. Now the book is originally was originally titled Sleigh Bell Sweethearts and it was first published January 1st, 2013 by Harlequin's Love Inspired Line. Now if you're not familiar with Harlequin books, they publish category romances and those are usually about you know 50 to 75,000 words. They're very trope driven. They have like these dedicated lines like romantic suspense, medical romance. I mean just very very, you know, specific lines. And of course they have their love inspired line, which is a slightly faith-based line of books. I say slightly because I've read a handful of these and they aren't like overly religious or heavy handed with like religious lessons. So, I mean, so far the ones that I have read, I've enjoyed and I haven't felt like somebody's preaching to me with my romance, if that makes sense. But Harlequin publishes like a hundred books a month. So they are super quick reads. They are not that many pages. You can get through them in like a day um, or a day or two, depending on how fast you read. So Sleigh Bell Sweethearts, here's the summary. 
Owning her own plane is all charter pilot Zoe Hathaway's ever dreamed of. So when she inherits a struggling reindeer farm with three dozen unruly reindeer and one dangerously attractive ranch hand, Zoe's well-crafted plans seem to fly out the window. Now she must put her trust in Alec Wynn and hope that the troubled cowboy's past won't interfere with her plans to save the farm. Zoe knows that if she wants to succeed, she can't do everything on her own. But as she accepts Alec's help, she'll soon realize it's not just her farm that's at stake, but her heart. Oh, okay. Yes, I I swooned at the end there because I did. I swooned through the, this entire book. These two people, Zoe and Alec, I absolutely loved them. I wanted to put both in my pocket and basically like protect them at all costs. Okay. Cause their pasts are so painful. <laughs> they are just, they've, they've got some, they've got some dark pasts and they are both so very alone despite being surrounded by people. They're both like super lonely and their journey to like one another is it's just like lovely. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. It's their story is just very lovely. And of course it's surrounded by Christmas, you know, it's, it's a Christmas book. So yeah, that adds a whole nother layer of just like coziness and stuff. Okay. So Zoe, the main, the, the main character, the female main character has lost both of her parents in an airplane accident when she was a teenager. And surprisingly, this is why she's super into flying. It's like a way that she stays connected with her dad. And so when her parents died and she was like, I want to take flying lessons, everybody in the town was like, what? No. Now, side note, she lives in Alaska. Okay. Aurora, Alaska. So small town. So when her parents died, everybody was like, oh my gosh, she's an orphan. <laughs> and so when she says, you know, I really want to fly, everybody's like, what are you serious? Like your parents died in a plane accident. And no, she just wants to. So she reaches out to a bunch of pilots and there's only one man who would help her. And his name is Gus and he's a pilot that flew with her dad. So he gives her flying lessons is basically like her mentor, like really becomes like a father figure in her life. And so the two befriend each other. And when he dies, he leaves her his reindeer ranch, like a legit ranch with like 30 to 31 reindeer and I say 30 to 31 because there's one that's a rogue reindeer and his name is Palmer <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in just a minute <laughs> um she she doesn't understand why why Gus left her the ranch and she's kind of at a crossroads with it because she doesn't want to sell it because the reindeer on the farm which she finds out very quickly is a lot of reindeer she was thinking maybe like one or two cute reindeer <laughs> no it's a lot um they will literally become reindeer hot dogs, like hot dogs. <laughs> so if she was to sell the farm, the only prospective buyers are like commercial meat people who would make them hot dogs. <laughs> but she also can't take care of them. She's like, I don't know the first thing about reindeer. And even if she wanted to, she has zero money. She's basically like scrimped and saved and ate like ramen and worked just ton of jobs and saved every penny she could to put a down payment on a plane so she could start her own charter, like um, charter plane business. So let's go back to Palmer, who's the rogue reindeer. So sometimes she has 30 reindeer, but she technically has 31. Palmer is constantly getting out and running around town. 
and racking up fines for Zoe, like threatening her down payment on the plane. So (laughs) he causes her a lot of problems because reindeer are expensive on their own to feed and house and all that. But then Palmer likes to run around town and get in trouble and it costs Zoe a lot of money. And speaking of money, she already owes the caretaker that's been temporarily taking care of the reindeer $1,000. And that's how we meet Alec. So enter Alec Wynn, the temporary caretaker of this reindeer ranch. Okay. Now, Alec, this man has been put through the ringer. Okay. Yes. Zoe's had a terrible past because her parents died when she was a teenager. Alec's parents are still alive. However, they are drug addicts who basically left him to fend for himself. Or when they were came around, they basically like stole from him. So he finally breaks free of them, or so he thinks. And he becomes like a legit loner. He's like, I don't need people. Just leave me alone. I might be just like my parents with this addict buried deep within who could come out at any time. So I'm just better off alone and not bringing anybody into my life, all of that. So he takes off, starts living his life. And at one point his dad shows up again and he's like, what are you doing here? And his dad, of course, wants money. So he gives him money and escapes even farther, sells everything, buys a motorcycle and leaves Washington state where he was and drives or rides his motorcycle to Alaska in the winter. And he wants to disappear there because he's like, well, maybe now my parents really won't find me. (laughs) And he takes a job at the reindeer ranch only to have Gus die on him as soon as he shows up. Like this man comes to this reindeer ranch, Gus is dying, tries to perform CPR and is not successful. So they, Zoe and Alec meet in less than ideal circumstances. He thinks she's super spoiled because all he sees is this woman who has inherited a ranch and he sees her like volunteering and assumes like she's like super rich and just gets ranches handed to her. And she thinks he's like super rude and moody. But of course, they each think each other is very attractive and they get mad because they don't want to find each other attractive, but they do because, you know, romance. But these two have more in common than they think. They're Okay, so the best way when I was when I was writing the notes for this episode, I realized in reading that that there in reading this that there are two lines from the book that really capture what these two characters are all about in their like journey through this story. The first is when Zoe finally breaks down and tells Alec about her parents dying and how the tra- the town now treats her like this poor, sad mascot, basically, Um, you know, like her parents died. And so the town, yes, they rally around her, but it kind of gets to Zoe because she feels like the perpetual like charity case, like she's the town mascot, like, oh, poor orphan Zoe. (laughs) So when Alex hears this, his response is, you know, well, you don't want to be that person for the rest of your life. You want to start over. And Zoe, she doesn't know at this point that Alec has had a terrible past and that he also would like to run from his past like her. So she doesn't like she's kind of blown away that he understands her thoughts and feelings so well. She's like, oh, okay, he really gets me. And the other line in the book is 
there's a moment when Alec is very frustrated with Zoe because she's so independent and she's like, I don't want to ask anybody for help because she's tired of the town constantly. Well, she's grateful that the town is always there, but again, she feels like such a charity case. And so um, he finally realizes this and why she's so independent. And he tells her, you don't let yourself need anyone and I don't let myself be needed. And this line right here sums up like their entire character arc because at the end, Zoe realized she needs Alex and Alex real Alec realizes that he needs Zoe to need him. It's just, you know, it's it's perfection. I just I loved it. So I, I I'm not gonna tell you the ending because it's way different than the movie. Because I want y'all to because I really hope y'all read this. Like I want y'all to read this and experience it for yourself. Because there's such a sweet moment at the Reindeer Festival, even though it's set up very differently than the festival in the movie. And then there's this big sacrifice at the end that is, oh my gosh, legit, like, swoon. like I cried. I was like, oh my God, even though I saw it coming, you kind of see it coming. It's still incredibly sweet. And I loved it. So the book, seriously, like five stars. Loved it. Okay. Now let's talk about the movie. The movie was retitled Northern Lights of Christmas and it premiered December 15th, 2018 as part of Hallmark Movies and Mysteries Miracles of Christmas lineup. The movie the movie summary is this. When pilot Zoe Hathaway, played by Ashley Williams, inherits her uncle's ranch in Alaska, plans to sell the place and buy her own plane, go out the window after she meets the handsome ranch hand Alec Wynn, played by Corey Sevier, along with the place's resident reindeer, Holly and Palmer. So I actually did not watch this when it premiered. Like I never, I had never seen this. And so I decided to go ahead and read the book first and then watch this movie and, uh, you know, just jumping into it. Um, It was just one of those that, you know, Hallmark, when Hallmark started making 1100 of these a season, it just slipped past me. But y'all, I loved it. Honestly, how can you not love a movie with Ashley Williams, right? She's, I I know I tweeted this, but I'm going to repeat it here because it bears repeating. She seems like she's joy personified. Like everything about her is just joyous and happy. And I love all of her movies. Like, yeah, she's great. And in this movie in particular, (laughs) all of her continual visits to the hardware store with everything that kept breaking or she kept adding to the ranch. They, they had me dying. It was so funny. (laughs) I was laughing every time she just all of a sudden show up at the register. Hi. (laughs) And the same cash register dude was like, hi, (laughs) it made me laugh. Okay. So in this version, like I said before, Gus is Zoe's uncle and he's left his ranch to Zoe and From day one, she is set to sell the ranch, which is very different from the book because in the book, she is struggling. What do I do with this? Why did he leave this to me? He knows I'm trying to get a plane. Why would he do this? And, you know, of course, she sells it. The reindeer all get murdered. (laughs) She even calls herself a reindeer murderer at once. (laughs) Um, So that's very different because in the movie, she's already she goes to town already. She's like, I'm going to go in, sell it and be out in three days which of course we all know is a lie because the script. Um, And she's going to use that money to buy a plane. Okay, we know that. But another difference is, is 
in the movie, she had her parents are alive. Okay. And she spent her senior year on this reindeer ranch with Gus and his wife, Ida, which in the book, he's Gus is a single dude, never got married. That, you know, basically that's one of the reasons why he leaves it to Zoe has no dependents. Um, so she moves in with Gus and his wife, Ida, when her parents relocate to Florida for a job so she can finish out high school in Alaska. So also in the movie, another difference is Alec has been working for Gus for years and we get zero of Alec's tragic backstory. I mean, I know Hallmark's not going to be like, hey, their parents are drug addicts. I get it. But we don't get any of his backstory. Um, he's just a dude who works on a boat. I think I don't remember about something and for most of the year. And then he comes to help on the ranch during the winter. And y'all, there are only two reindeer in this movie. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, but after coming off the book with like 31 reindeer and there was only two, I was like, what? Whatever. We hardly see them. I think that was really why I was more mad is because, yes, there was only two, but we only saw like them for like a second. Um, I did think that the side story with the third reindeer, like as the explanation of why Palmer was always escaping, was cute, but it takes away a huge part of the book because the reason why Palmer escapes in the book is very different and it does take away part of that. I don't want to say that it was disappointing all of that because I get you don't want to talk about reindeers being made into hot dogs in the Hallmark movie and logistically getting 31 reindeer to follow a script is <laughs> impossible. But the reindeer do play a big part in the book, especially Palmer, because sorry, if you heard that, it's because my dog is down here with me and he just dropped his bone. Um Palmer is basically like a stand-in, like a mirror image for Alec. Palmer is always looking for that open opportunity, like that open window to like run. And then like just he finds that chance and he just takes it and runs. But then he always gets lured back home. And it's it like I said, it's a it's like a mirror image of Alec's brain, like the constant should I go? I should run. This is my opening. I should go. But he stays. And we also miss out on Alec finding a reindeer herding dog, which is as amazing as it sounds, who in the book, his name is Dasher, who literally reins Palmer in and makes him stay put. Like he, that's his only job. Or I think Dasher's a girl in the book, like the a female dog. And they are like inseparable. Once Palmer realizes that Dasher is means business. They're like inseparable and they like snuggle together. It's so cute. And we miss all that. And again, I know you can't have that in a Hallmark movie, not because it's not cute, but realistically, you're really going to find a reindeer herding dog and a reindeer to do all this. <laughs> no, but we just, we miss all of that. Like we miss that whole Pardon, I get in the movie it's cute because Palmer escapes because there was a reindeer that he grew up with that's close by and they both meet and that is very cute. But in reality, the book, in the book, Palmer leaves for so much more. It's like representative of so much more and we do lose out on that. 
So reindeer disappointment aside, <laughs> I, I want to focus most of this on the what I thought was the biggest, most glaring difference between the book and the movie. And that is both of the characters' motivations throughout the story. So in the book, we have two people who are both so alone and like desperate for someone to lean on, to trust, you know, to basically go through life with, you know, yes, Alec proclaims for about 75% of the book that his being alone is, you know, all caps way of life. Like this is my way, you know, he's like Bill Bixby going from town to town, afraid of when like the Hulk will appear. But, you know, we as the reader, like every time he makes one of these, I will forever be alone declarations, like we feel his pain. Like we feel deep down, like how much he hates it. And he does wish that he had something, you know, something real. Plus, like they're both struggling a bit with their faith. And this is where the love inspired part of Harlequin comes into play. Zoe you know, she's struggling because she doesn't understand why she's given this ranch when her path all along has been leading her to owning her own plane and like charter business. And she's like, I thought this is the way that I thought this is the path that God set me on. Why all of a sudden now do I have this huge obstacle in my way? I, I don't understand it. And then Alec, you know, there's a point when he does find what he thinks is normalcy he gets engaged you know he's ready to like uh, buy a house and buy a christmas tree like his first christmas tree like all of this and his fiance breaks up with him like christmas eve and he never does get that tree by the way um and so throughout the story he slowly starts reaching out to god through prayer more and more so both of them find that like are on this journey of their faith and it's very subtle. Okay. It's like I said, it's not heavy handed, but it's woven like beautifully throughout the story. I didn't think any of it was, like I said, preachy. I, I just thought it was a nice layer to the story. Um, but we lose all of these internal conflicts in the movie. The movie focuses basically on all their external conflicts. You know, Zoe, one, needs to sell the ranch. Two, needs to get to Florida for Christmas because her parents are still alive and they live in Florida. And three, she's also fighting all of the money that's dwindling from her plane fund. Like in the movie, she's constantly whipping out that debit card and just seeing all of her money like go away. Whereas in the book, Zoe's very protective of that money and is like <laughs> trying to find other ways so she doesn't have to dip into it. Like she's trying fundraisers. She's trying like donations. She's like bargaining with people. Like, can I pay you later? Cause she's dead set on getting that plane. So Alec in the, in the movie also very external. He just wants the ranch to end up in good hands and not have to put on a Santa suit. <laughs> Once he realizes that the festival is going to happen, he's like, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> and because the movie focuses so much on those external conflicts, I never really did get the feeling that Zoe was missing anything from her life. Like at least not enough to move to Alaska, which we all know this isn't a spoiler because we should all 
figure out by now that yes, she ends up moving to Alaska, back to Alaska. I mean, Ashley Williams is so good. She's so good at smiling through the pain and like putting on those devastatingly brave faces, which she does in this movie to perfection, like towards the end when, you know, things are happening, especially with Alec and she's confused. But I don't think like, despite all that, because I thought she was great in this movie. I don't think this movie really hit on how lonely she is, like in the book. You know, in the movie, she has both her parents. She has a great best friend and her best friend's husband, a whole town who remembers and loves her. And as a viewer, I'm like, how is this bad? Because in the book, her parents are dead. (laughs) And yeah, she still has her best friend and her best friend's husband and even her best friend's mom and the whole town who loves her. But everyone also very much pities her. And she's like, they treat her like, you know, the perpetual sad case but she's also very much alone like we hear so much about you know her struggles with financially and she ends up like leaving her apartment and moving into the ranch by herself like in the cabin and all these big decisions that are happening and things keep piling up and she's like I'm doing this all by myself and it sucks you know and so when Alec comes along and she sees you know eventually you know, as the story progresses, that she doesn't have to do it by herself. She has somebody there. I mean, it's, it's wonderful, but we just lose all of that in the movie. Cause like I said, I don't, I don't ever get the, I never got the feeling that we really understood how lonely she was deep down. Now, despite all of this, I do really like the way they resolved everything resolve things at the end of the movie with Zoe asking Alex to stay and make a life with her like that scene was gorgeous I loved it it was so sweet and you know his response like all of that was great and then asking her friends you know who were kind of struggling on themselves with their career paths like asking them to help her run a B&B on the property so she can stay there and make money I loved it it was great I mean like I said, very different from the book. And I'm not gonna even going to tell you what the differences are because, again, I want you to read the book. It's so great. <laughs> um, and the movie does really well visually, like all the de- set decorations, you know, the snow, all of it. It's gorgeous. And, y'all, I even liked the CGI Northern Lights. <laughs> yes, they were corny, but I actually did really like them. <laughs> so now... Here's the big question, which, you know, it's coming, which was better. And after all this, it's still easy for me. Like this one's still an easy one for me, y'all. As much as I love Ashley Williams, I got to go with the book. I mean, for a book that's only about 280 pages, it packs quite a punch. Like that story, it really did give me like all the holiday feels and I mean, like I said, Terry Wilson, Queen of Hallmark, you know, she just, I've read a lot of her books, okay? And she just layers everything so beautifully. And while this story is really super next to zero heat, like, I don't, I don't think there's much heat in it at all. I mean, yes, they kiss, but that's pretty much it. There's still plenty of tension and just the right amount of romancy angst, you know, to keep the pages turning. She's just 
Terry Wilson's just brilliant at it. And speaking of Terry Wilson's books and being brilliant at all of that, she has a new holiday book out called Once Upon a Royal Christmas. Now, I had, a pl- I had the pleasure of getting an early copy of this and y'all, I loved it. It's already out so you can get it. Um, if you like stories featuring royalty, mistaken identities, enemies to lovers, gorgeous Christmas like village towns, then you will love this story. Now, I'll leave a show. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. But yeah, if you if like if you read her uh, Once Upon a Royal Summer about a theme park princess meeting a real life prince. You're going to love this one because it's kind of the same idea where it's a, not a theme park princess, but one of those rent a princess to come to your party and, you know, a kid's birthday party or whatever. And she meets a real royal family and y'all it's delightful. I loved it. So that's it y'all. We did it. Now tell me, have you read this book or have you watched the Northern Lights of Christmas. And what did you think? Did you love the movie? Did you hate it? What did you think of the CGI, the reindeer? I want to know. Because, I mean, after reading this book and watching that movie, all I want to do now is go to Alaska and find a reindeer farm. (laughs) Which I know is probably not the best of ideas, but uh, together these make me want to go up there and... (laughs) find a little reindeer farm and drink hot chocolate and watch them in the snow because they look magical so all right please let me know your thoughts you can always find me on twitter or instagram at which was better and of course all all of this is all on the website which was better.com and you guys as always thank you so much for listening commenting sharing you know just generally being awesome i just love y'all so much and we will see you next time bye